Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this is abe hey guys what's up all right this is episode 35 immortals and out now as a film podcast as abe and i discussing new movies weekly we also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers box office results and predictions a retro review that has to do with the main film of the week uh some games and other fun stuff the main feature of the week, as I mentioned, is Immortals. And joining us to discuss Immortals is <laughs> writer, uh, reviewer, and editor for WhySoBlue.com, Gerard Uribe. How's it going, guys? All right, hey, how are you doing, Gerard? Good, good. Great, great to have you on. Glad to, glad to finally get more WhySoBlue people in here. That's, that's Finally. Great. I know we've been planning for a while, but yeah. and, you know, are done. I'm, I, I'm sure that things will happen soon with more WhySoBlue people, just all, all of us together at one point. That'd be great. But, <laughs> yes. uh for now, let's uh, a few few things, few things on the way. Uh, Thanksgiving week is next week, and uh, right now we don't have a plan as of now. Yeah. We might get to that a little later, but we don't have a, a plan. We don't really feel like seeing Twilight or Happy Feet Two for the show, so um, we're kind of open to ideas here at this point. That's kind of where we're at, and it's also Thanksgiving week, so um, probably busy. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, we're busy, but maybe also we can do a contest or something. I don't know. Ooh. I just, I just throw ideas out there. So submit your favorite turkey carving contest. No, that's... yeah, that's yeah, that's fitting about now. Turkey carving. <laughs> um, also, um, iTunes reviews. Um, actually, we got a new one. This not a written one, but we got more ratings this week. So I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's always cool to get iTunes reviews and you know ratings and stuff. So you know, if you have some time, feel free. It's cool. But anyway, let's get into things. Let's go to Know Everybody, where each week we ask each other some questions to kind of set the mood for the podcast. And uh, we're going we're gonna to start it off. I'm going to start it off right now. Um, Abe, mm-hmm. who is your favorite sword and sandal film sidekick character? Sword and sandal film sidekick character. So, you know, films like, you know, the like ones we saw to... You know, I, I'd go with uh, Pegasus from Disney's Hercules. <laughs> that's really my answer. <laughs> I really like that movie. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> he's a funny horse. Well, he's a funny Pegasus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good Disney movie. It was kind of still with like, the hand-drawn stuff. But uh, I enjoyed the songs in that movie. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> Way to catch me completely off guard. If that's that coming at all. <laughs> Pegasus of Hercules. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Gerard, could yes. Samuel L. Jackson have made things cooler in Immortals? And if so, how? Oh, that's a great question. And the default answer would normally be, yeah, he can make anything, you know, good. But, you know, you saw Captain America. That wasn't necessarily true. Hmm. I'm kind of divided on that one. Uh, maybe. Okay. It depends. It's rated R. Yes, he can. <laughs> he'll be able to. He'll be able to curse. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had enough of these. You know, mother effing gods and their mother effing. You know, fill in the blank. <laughs> oh my god! I like dude, that. Yes. Yes. I think it would have been yes. great. Yeah. He could have been a or pretty cool king. Play. Yeah. If you if you played the Minotaur, maybe <laughs> you know, just for like he just came in for a cameo as the Minotaur. He's like, get like, back here! He was just swearing a lot at these. <laughs> just get back here, <laughs> you know. But then you know they're probably get pissed off at him or something. You know why I got to be the Minotaur? 
you know <laughs> you can't you can't see my face you know because you'd be wearing you know a bull head yeah <laughs> so slippery slope there but yes it'd be awesome cool i guess without spoilers or spoilers uh intact stunt double or, i mean body double or not body double in immortals the the question of all questions was that frida's ass <laughs> it, that was a body double i'm sorry i um, mean yeah i'm gonna have to say that was a body double too <laughs> wasn't she wasn't facing the camera face in the dark the the shot of her face was like all neck up from there i mean it was still really awesome there was it was a great stunt double i mean she she did great work whoever that was yes that, that, that's for Al sure you know would be proud Al Pacino. she's <laughs> <laughs> there's a that's a clip for the show notes right there Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a Great ass. <laughs> that was Abe's Jack and Jill impression. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, I've got my own thoughts on that, but you know, I guess we'll wait till we get into it. But you know, more detail. But you know, gotta throw that out there. Let's yeah. get out of the way. All right, that's what people want. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's what people want. All right, yeah. Okay, I'll go, uh, Abe. Uh-huh. Or no, I asked you, um, Gerard. What's your favorite army speech scene you can think of? You know, in, the, in these kind of movies, you always have the lead character giving that big speech to, to motivate the men. Is there a yeah, particular, yeah. particular movie that you can think of that just has one of the greatest speeches you've heard? You know what? I'm going to be completely shallow about it and actually say two, if I can say two. Yeah. yeah say the 300 speech, just because anything that came out of Gerard Butler's mouth was like in a, you know, big, you know, rally scream. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where we stand. This is where we fight. This is where we die. That pumped me up because I was ready to go. I'm like, let's do it. Give me a shield. Give me a sword. Let's. You, fight, who do you want me to kill? Let's fight those Persians. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, let's go kill some Persians. <laughs> so I was ready, and I think this one too, the one in Immortals. There's, you know, it's in the trailer, but it's all choppy. I'd say in full context, uh, thought the Immortals one was also pretty well done, now, handled. From, from which character? From from Theseus in the movie? From Theseus okay. to to the men, because it was not even. It's probably about fifty guys there. Yeah. It wasn't as, you know, it was in 300, but uh, that one and 300, I would say my favorite uh, rally the troops speech. Cool. cool. Abe, I guess uh, off of Immortals, based off of Cavill's role, ask Theseus, how do you think Superman's going to turn out? That's a great question, because I was thinking about that while I was watching the movie, too. And I was like, I have hope for Superman. Because <laughs> uh, Cavill, or Cavill, he's, uh, he's got some pretty decent acting chops, and... Uh, He's got some Superman-esque curly hair, so I was like, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking of, through. I was like, oh, man, if he combed his hair, he'd be. <laughs> I was like, Superman would save the day. Hmm. So I actually have the high hopes, or maybe not high hopes, but I have I have good good hopes for it. So. And, you know, as, as we all know, in Superman 3, he gets covered in some gunk at some point, and seeing Henry Cavill covered in, um, you know, black tar Oil. at one point. Yeah, I was, Oil. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see this now. <laughs> Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron. Yeah. Could Danny Trejo have made Immortals great or the greatest movie, especially if he had his knife-throwing capabilities from Desperado? <laughs> now, if it was De- if it was Desperado, Danny Trejo, then I could easily see him playing Theseus. I mean, that's... Holy yes, that would be f***ing awesome. <laughs> he's, he's thin. He's, he's, you know, he's badass. He doesn't say much, but when he does, it's with a knife. Um... <laughs> Now, present day Trey, Danny Trejo, you know, like Harold's father, Danny Trejo, um, for Harold and Kumar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he could, he could, he could, he could be right there with Mickey Rourke. He'd just be badass, kind of, you know, doing his thing, doing his Danny Trejo thing. I could. So let's see, great or great test. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm leaning towards great test. Wow. I'm gonna yes. say that he'd have. The the his it's the tattoo really that pushes it over the edge. Mickey <laughs> Rourke doesn't have a big tattoo going on, but I didn't know Danny the Trejo. assets were around back then either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah that's it for no everybody. Uh, yeah, I think we're all we're all good and known now. So um, let's uh move on to our movie trailer talk. Where we discuss a couple of the newest movie trailers of the week, and uh, yeah, our first trailer um, is Safe House. It's the new um, Denzel Washington, Ryan Reynolds starring action thriller, which has Denzel Washington as basically a uh, he is he's a, um, a highly skilled fugitive, and he gets brought into a, a CAA safe house. And uh, Ryan Reynolds is there as kind of a he's a young agent, kind of 
like uh, he's kind of a watchdog for the for the house. But things become way over his head when uh, people try to break out Denzel Washington, and Ryan Reynolds takes things into his own hands and kind of keep tries to keep him safe, basically, and is kind of charged with his life. But you know, Denzel is going to be playing some mind games with him throughout, and uh, yeah, looks looks pretty cool to me, guys. But uh, hey, what do you what do you think of the trailer? Uh, I think it looks. Uh... I hope that there's more to it, I guess. That's what I'm trying to get to. Because uh, the Ryan Reynolds character, he's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of green. And then Denzel Washington, I think he's like a rogue agent or something. Um, something like that, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it seems like, he's, yeah, Denzel's asking him these really weird questions like, how did they know where the safe house was if they're so safe? And I was like, what? And then, uh, yeah, I I hope that it's good. I, I hope that they don't make, you know, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, what the Freudian, Freudian slip there. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> I hope that'll make Ryan Reynolds uh, completely like, oh, I'm so new to this. I don't know. Even, I don't even know how to fire a gun like uh, like Nick Cage in The Rock, which worked for The Rock, but you know. Well, it's because Nick Cage is goofy. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like an FBI chemist. But uh, yeah, he was a chemist. Yeah, so uh, I, I'd have to if they had maybe like trailer number two or trailer number three, I, I'd get on board with it. But right now, I'm, I'm like one foot on. Gerard, I thought it looked awesome. I saw that and I was like, "Whoa!" I think is this Tony Scott's new film? Just because it looked real, you know, well, MTV style, choppy, <laughs> fast, uh, lens flares, all that stuff. You know, the new Tony Scott. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, no, I just thought it was Denzel uh, busting out the Born Identity moves. You know, that early scene in the trailer where he, you know, kills that agent in the outhouse or the bathroom, whatever that little containment like area was. Space, yeah. yeah, I'm like, whoa, he rolled them up like in two hits, like rapid fire hits. So I was like, yes, this is uh, Denzel doing his Born thing as a bad guy. And Ryan Reynolds, you know, green CIA agent. Hey, I need more to do, blah, blah, blah. And, you know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Gerard. I thought this trailer was awesome. I really liked the they use the uh, that uh, Kanye Jay Z track that I kind of enjoyed. And I liked seeing Denzel as I like this this kind of different Denzel. It's not just him playing you know good cop person. He's you know he's playing a badass in this movie. I like seeing that Denzel. And I like seeing yeah I liked I've I've said before that I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I like dramatic Ryan Reynolds more than I like smarmy one liner Ryan Reynolds. So this is kind of the role that I prefer to see him in. So. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this one. You know, nice, uh, nice little early February release. It'd be, it'd be a nice break after you know the slog that's going to be January, where nothing really good comes out. Mm. And uh, it's got a cool supporting cast. It's got uh, T1000, got Robert yeah, Patrick in there, Robert Patrick, yeah. uh, Brendan Gleeson, Vera Farmiga, Sam Sam Shepard. So it's, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's R. That's that's one thing I hope. Yes, I hope it is right R. I hope it's Please, literally right R. Yeah. That'd be cool. But uh, yeah, Safe House comes out uh, February 10th, 2012. And uh, now our next trailer is uh, Red Tails, the uh, new George Lucas-produced uh, film about the um, African-American pilots in the Tuskegee Army uh, who you know, fought during uh, World War II and faced segregation as well as, you know, Germans, as they, uh, <laughs> they, as they dog, dog, dog fought. What an yeah, interesting juxtaposition. The, 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 the two things, the two things that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, dog, dog fighting, dog fighting ensues in this film starring uh, Terrence Howard and Cuba Gooding Jr., among a host of others. I think, what do you say, Brian Cranston's in there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah he is. Always, any, that could always make me happy. But, uh, yeah, this is a movie that I know, uh, I know, like, Lucas, for a long time, has been uh, kind of advocating making this movie, like, getting the movie about the Tuskegee Army out there, and now he's finally finally done so as a from producer status. And, you know, for one thing, it's got ILM uh, special effects working, so at least they know the dogfights are going to probably look pretty badass. But, uh, yeah, Gerard, what do, you, what, do you think of the, what do you think of the trailer so far? I uh, wasn't thrilled about it, even though I know who's involved in it. You know, John Ridley, I think, wrote it, and I'm a big John Ridley fan. Yeah. Uh, I know Lucas produced it. ILM did the effects. It's going to be a really pretty looking, you know, pretty film. All the cool visuals. But it's going to be a, you know, Top Gun, maybe World War II, Top Gun, African American pilots. Dialogue's going to be horrible. I mean, <laughs> I, that I already just, I don't need to be a fortune teller. It's just going to be cringe worthy dialogue. And that's just from the trailer. So it was a lot of woo, a lot of yeah. 
<laughs> a lot of you can't catch me. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like, ah. Oh. So, eh, I'll rent it. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the, I got pretty much that same vibe. But uh, Abe, what did you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm also not sure about this one either. It's gonna be a lot of gung ho kind of uh, speeches and stuff like that. But uh, I do like, I am a fan of uh, history. So I mean, if I want to go see this, I'd, I'd probably like for some maybe some historically accurate items, uh, which I'm sure that most of it would be historically accurate, minus some of the Cuba Gooding Jr. lines. But yeah. Oh yeah, Abe. I mean, we don't get enough. The the one thing people have been claiming for in Hollywood is saying we don't get enough dog fighting movies. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll finally get that, but uh, maybe this will finally give us the chance to also watch uh, James Franco's Flyboys at some point as well. <laughs> we could do we could do a commentary for Flyboys. Yeah. <laughs> we could compare the two. <laughs> we could, we could, yeah. Thinking about that, this we'll, one we'll sucks even more. <laughs> watch it for the sake of we'll see it right before we see Red Tails to see which one does it better. Oh man! But I mean, what what it does have James Franco in Flyboys, so I mean. Cuba Gooding versus James Franco. Who, who are you going to choose there? Mm. I think the choice is clear. It's Danny Trejo. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Danny Trejo has, every time. Has Franco won an Oscar, though? Yet. I mean, he's hosted one, so that's like getting one, right? Uh. <laughs> that's, just, that's just like it, right? It's almost like yeah. watching porn and then having sex. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing. No. It's the same thing. Yeah, you're, yeah. see, you're right, right on the money. Eh? That's, that's uh, Yeah, right. Money shots all the way. It's, <laughs> Pretty sure that pretty sure that's what you're implying. Yes. Anyway, speaking of money shots of Jenny Trejo, let's get to uh, our movie review for <laughs> oh, great. That's another pull from right. Harold and Kumar. <laughs> Here we go. I'm gonna play some of the trailer. I have plenty of women. I have plenty of weapons. I have moved every precious stone. People worship upon my mark will be left on this world forever. No! The Heraclean King Hyperion has declared war on all of humanity. If any of you influence the affairs of mankind, the punishment will be severe. them against Hyperion, it would be Theseus. Alright, so that was a little bit of the trailer for Immortals, the new film from uh, Tarsum, who previously brought us uh, The Cell and uh, The Fall. Immortals is the story of King Hyperion, played by Mickey Rourke's quest to wage war on the gods by releasing the titans who have been imprisoned in Mount Tartarus. And he, uh, he searches through Greece to find an ancient weapon that can help him achieve this. Meanwhile, you have Theseus, played by a future Man of Steel star, Henry Cavill, who has been trained all his life by an old man who's played by John Hurt, but's really Zeus in disguise. And he kind of arrives at a point where he needs to try and stop Hyperion as well. And uh, this is good for the Olympian gods because, well, they're bound by ancient laws not to interfere with humanity unless the world is basically on the brink of chaos. So lots of uh, artful displays of bloodshed and, uh, you know, plenty of other staples of the fun fantasy <laughs> epic ensue. So uh, let's start. Let's start with uh, Gerard. Gerard, what did you think of Immortals? I loved it. I loved it. It was fun. It was brutal. It was violent. You know, everything a growing boy needs, you know. <laughs> And I'd actually seen this, and I guess I can talk about it now since the moratorium or whatever that thing's been lifted since it's already out. I saw it at a screening last month, and I saw it in 3D, the finished version, and I loved it then. And I saw it uh, Friday in 2D and still loved it, but thought the 3D was better than the 2D. Which is, uh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just note this now. Um, it's apparently, and I, I did some research on this to be sure because it was a little little fuzzy they they apparently they attempted to shoot 3d with 3d cameras but then realized that they'd rather just it'd be quicker for them to shoot regular and then convert it later and there was an extensive post-conversion process done and i didn't know this going in i thought it was shot in 3d but the majority of it was in fact post-converted and with that said it's a pretty fantastic post-conversion i mean they really did a good job for it which is something that surprised me quite a bit but uh yeah, hey, yeah. um 
Sorry. Uh, Abe, what did, what did you th- first? Did you see it in 3D? No, I didn't see it in 3D. I saw it in, in, a, in 2D. Um, but I really enjoyed it, too. I was, I was actually... I saw the trailer before I went in just to refresh my memory, and I was like, oh, gosh, I hope this trailer is really off because it's, like, terrible dialogue. And, like, what you had said earlier, Gerard, it was just um, the, the, the really emotional, I guess, not emotional, but the really, like, you know, pumped up speech that BCS gives, it's really choppy in the trailer, and it sounds retarded. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. But I was like, yeah, it actually does work in this movie. But uh, I must say that I really loved the gods in this movie. Especially Zeus. That guy is a f***ing yeah, boss, yeah. man. That guy Luke, is just... Luke Evans is Zeus. Yeah. He's, he's pretty cool. And, um, Zeus owns. Yeah, I mean, we can get into it later, but but just very quickly on Zeus, it's just like, I like how Luke Evans didn't really take Zeus too far in terms of um, Theseus is the main character and Zeus is kind of just like, you know, a side character kind of thing. So I'm glad that Luke Evans didn't overplay anything or whatever. Um, but yeah, Zeus, man, that guy is a boss. So... For sure. Like, I really enjoyed this movie. I think that there could have been some stuff that could have been done better in terms of, um, you know, they spend a lot of talk about the bow, but you don't actually don't see the bow too often. So, you know, some stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, I really enjoyed this um, more than I thought I would. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'll say th- this movie is beautiful. That's that's for sure. Like this is this is a fantastic looking movie. Tarsum known for you know his he's got a huge career of music videos, but has also made like the Cell and the Fall. And those movies are really well known for their look. And this is you know this is his attempt at you know getting a kind of a, a bigger budget move, studio movie going where he's you know he's got basically all the tools and his capacity to to make a really really good looking movie, and he's achieved that. Now that said, I like this movie. I didn't love the movie. I was a little bit disappointed. I didn't like it more and. It's not 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 due to shortness of of bloodletting and crazy visuals because it has that in spades. It's just it's it's really dumb. It's really <laughs> a, the, it's a, and your point is <laughs> it's it's really kind. Of, what it's um it's not the body double thing, is it? Come on, it's not the body double thing. It's just the the story's it's it's kind of lame, like in terms of what's going on. But my I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the fact that. It takes itself very seriously. Like it does, it it doesn't seem to realize how silly the story is, and that that kind of that kind of bothered me a little bit. Now that with that said, it it does it does satisfy the my urge to see just you know crazy violence happening on screen in the most beautiful ways possible. You you have like a you have this uh, there's a there's an image of the Titans that are like locked away in, in Tartarus and. That is like one of the coolest images in this movie, and every time I saw that, like you just they're just in this box and they're biting on this giant rod, and just seeing that image is just awesome. And then you see them break out, and the whole, all the gods fight them and everything, and that's like a that's a lot of cool stuff right there. And I wish there was, I wish there was even more of that stuff. I kind of, yeah, as you said, Abe, Zeus is pretty badass in this movie, and I kind of wish I saw I kind of wish I saw more of the gods. I don't I, I was kind of less interested in Theseus and whole and all that jazz and i was more interested in seeing what the gods do besides just kind of hang around at olympus looking down on things like what are they doing during the day i, I want to see that stuff do they brush their teeth that fast too <laughs> like in slow motion like do they just like <laughs> throw the toothbrush in the air or, like catch it like <laughs> regardless but uh there there was a i kind of there was a there was a lack of characters in this movie in, in like of what they're doing like you have steven dorf and you have uh frida pinto as the insanely hot oracle <laughs> And they don't do much in this like they you don't really find out who these people are. Like Stephen Dorf just kinda has like funny lines every now and then. The Oracle just kinda says what's gonna happen and then things, you know, happen. And well, Henry's a thief. Yeah, he's a thief. He I mean that's he all tells you he tells you. Yeah, he tells you. That's it. Like he's a thief. <laughs> that's just nothing to him. <laughs> uh, uh, Henry Cavill, he's he's fine. He does his thing as like the lead. He just also doesn't you don't really his mother dies, so he needs to get revenge. That's like his whole arc right there. And I mean all this stuff is all this stuff is basically fine. It's just it doesn't really lead itself to, to more. Mm-hmm. And I don't need I don't mean to be greedy, but I, I would have liked a little more from it. But overall, I still really enjoyed the movie and enough to recommend it anyway. So. But speaking about your point about uh, the gods stuff, I was thinking of that after I left the theater too, which is just I would actually really enjoy just a movie about the gods versus the titans. Like just a hundred and fifty minutes of pure just bloodlust. It's just it'd be fantastic. I'll, I can say this. After I saw Clash the Titans last year, the instant classic that was Clash the Titans, <laughs> uh, I, I had the immediate urge to play God of War because I was like, I need something better than this because this was terrible. 
But uh, I didn't have that same urge of Immortals, just because I was like, all right, I got my Greek myth for the day. I'm, I'm good. So in that respect, I was satisfied. But yeah, I would have I would have liked to got, get more of more of the God action yeah. to see, because they have like crazy fight scenes that just were, you know, awesome to look at. Like they, I got to see a lot of that footage at Comic Con too, and it was even bloodier now in theaters and in 3D. So I was really satisfied with how the final product turned out. Yeah, crowd loved it. Especially, At least the, my crowd did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think of Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke. Okay, here's this is what I think happened with Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke basically signed on for a movie, as he does. You know, he's like, "You're gonna play the villain in this movie. It's about gods." And he's like, "All right." And so he probably like went away. He read up like a little bit about Hyperion. Then he came back with his own costume that he already made himself, and just kind of said all the lines that he needed to in any way he wanted to. And then everything done to edit and capture him on camera was done after the fact to make sure he was intimidating. That's how I. That's what I think Mickey Rourke. Did. That's interesting. I, I think he did everything himself, and they just shot it to make him look amazing because Mickey Rourke is intimidating in this movie. It just seems like he just did what. It just seems like he did whatever he the hell he wanted to do because he's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would have to agree that uh, he's really menacing. I, I really liked that they they developed that character. Like, man, this guy is like a scumbag. And yeah, he is the most. He's, <laughs> he's, I'd say he has the most character development in this film, Agreed. probably. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. I see an I see an MTV award for best villain. <laughs> <in his career. laughs> right there, yeah. You know, if he, if he doesn't lose to someone in Twilight, then yeah, he'll probably. Win. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just straight ruthless. I mean, there's like the scene with the traitor. And that was that was actually really oh. cool dialogue that he's saying, like you know, well, you're yeah. a traitor by definition, so why would I trust you? Kind of thing. That was that was pretty cool. And then what Dude, he was what cool. he does yeah. to the traitor, man, that was awesome. <laughs> Everybody cringed. I, I, Everybody. Yeah. I, agree, Everybody. I agree with that. With the traitor stuff was cool, but he's really killing his own men a lot too in this movie, which kind of hurts <laughs> me. It's like, hey, he's got plenty of men. I, I guess and so. women and, weapons. and women and weapons. <laughs> <laughs> why would he need a little village? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but uh, let's get to the body double. There's a very ne- there's a very necessary scene where, of course, the Oracle needs to sleep with Theseus because she's a virgin and she only has her powers because she's a virgin. So why not get rid of all that altogether? So so she, yeah. So she obviously needs to sleep with Theseus because he's the most cut guy around, and so she does. And of course, she takes off her robe because you know she doesn't have anything else on but the robe, and you get the close up shot of her back, which is wonderful. It's a great shot um, in 3D. It's it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> everything it needs to there's a lot of acting and uh, yeah it's the back backs right to the camera i'm sorry it's back back to the camera when they go to her face it's in shadow you can't see freedom into it all i i think it's still her you know i read the the thing on whatever site you know broke the news that oh my god it's a double blah 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 it's a smoke screen <laughs> you know, there was that whole there was that whole controversy with the Conan movie that came out a couple months ago with uh what's her face the redhead Rachel Rachel Nichols yeah yeah and uh how there's a topless scene in that and of course they asked her about it and of course she went on the defensive and said oh that wasn't really me that was actually a man what? and I'm like yeah right that's a man yeah and she went on this whole you know tirade of saying that yeah it was a man and he had like the loveliest breasts I've ever seen <laughs> so they kept them in there and I'm like she's full of shit. <laughs> so I think it's something along those lines, except that Frida hasn't been that vocal. And I think it has to do with her, you know, being a, you know, successful Indian actress. If she does say that, oh, yeah, that was my ass. She's not going to get any more work in India and they'll shun her. Yeah, I think in my opinion, part of the reason why I was thinking that it wasn't her was because of the whole entire. Yeah, there was not enough press about it. So but you bring up a good point about that smoke screen. Um, so kind of makes me wonder because I was having a discussion with my friend too and he brought up the same point about the Indian films he's like yeah Indian people would be like oh man like what are you doing kind of thing but I was actually so mm, I don't know but I still think that it was not her I'm glad we're staying on topic of how good the movie Immortals was and um, (laughs) I'm gonna move on and say are you guys big on Greek myth at all I wasn't, but I looked up a lot of Wikipedia after I saw this movie. Okay. Gerard? I was as a kid, so I still have a little bit of residual, uh, you know, memories of who each of these guys were. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm big on Greek myth, and um, I'll say this, the, the Mortals definitely plays pretty fast and loose with kind of the facts. It kind of, one thing that I, I kind of thought was interesting was how it approached, um, approached the story of Theseus. It's certainly not like a, in terms of, like, if you want to, like, really recall the story of Theseus, this doesn't really, it has, like, some highlights, but it kind of treats it, 
it treats it the same way, and I'll get to this in my retro review a little bit. Um, it treats it the same way um, Troy kind of does, where um, it presents kind of all the humanity stuff in a somewhat realistic, kind of grounded kind of way. And now I say that kind of in quotes just because, I mean, there's obviously a lot of stylized violent things going on and stuff like that. But like, like such as like the Minotaur, instead of having like an actual Minotaur creature, you have a guy, a, a, a very large man in a Minotaur kind of head piece a mask a big head helmet thing and it's stuff like that where it kind of you can you kind of see bits and pieces of the theseus story kind of play out in like a a grounded sort of way and i thought that was kind of a neat way to approach it but at the same time then you have all the over-the-top god stuff so it's kind of like it's trying to have like a mix of the two which i i, I kind of found neat i was kind of it kind of brings me to like why i would have liked to see just like a straight-up gods movie too though mm-hmm. having kind of it's trying to, you know, have things both ways where it's like, this is real, but it's also got crazy gods doing things. True. And, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed, thought... I enjoyed that Minotaur character design though. I mean, yeah, it's this I, giant, Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Eight foot guy with like a barbed wire bull head with like steel horns. And I thought, well, very, you know, real world ish there. You got your, you know, there's your Chris Nolan of the day, you know, shot. So, but then the gods and then the Titans, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All that's, I would agree though the Minotaur. I think that actually the minute there's two action scenes that I think were like the best, and one was the gods fighting the Titans. I think that's yeah. that seems just amazing, and then I think Theseus versus the Minotaur is actually really well handled. This kind of it did a really it did a sweet job of kind of you know creating suspense, creating a, a creating a, a it had good geography. Like you had it, you're in like this kind of labyrinth and labyrinth te- like temple area, and you have a, you know the Minotaur roaming around looking for Theseus as you know it does and kind of the legend of Theseus and the Minotaur. And it, it was a really cool action scene. I really kind of enjoyed how that all that whole thing played out. Yeah, that was a great scene. And uh, the crowd loved it, even up till the end of, well, I guess people should know how that little story ends, right? Yeah, ba- like, basically, uh, basically Theseus wins. But the, the <laughs> way he wins, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> brutal, and I guess there was that close-up of the eyes of the Minotaur. And I could hear people next to me... Uh, like, oh my god, like, oh, he's still alive. And I don't know, very creepy scene, only because you do see a close-up of the eyes of the Minotaur. He's just kind of looking to the side, like, what's this he's going to do now, kind of thing. But you don't see his face. You just see, like, the little grill of uh, the barbed wire. Yeah. Just very very cool little effective insert there. Why do you take the head with him? Anyone know? Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. Because he like... <laughs> <laughs> to, show, to show that he won. Because yeah, I, I, I noticed that he, th- he had that... Um, I guess one of uh, Hyperion's men, um, the guy with the birds, yeah. the okay, yeah, he kept sending out those hawks as scouts, and he yeah, that, saw... that, makes, that makes more sense now that I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he showed it to the hawk before he threw it over the cliff. Okay, I thought he was just carrying it, just like, and then they they forgot the, like, some continuity error, <laughs> like he forgot to take it back to the the village. <laughs> so that's how that guy knew that Theseus won. He's like, oh, the bird comes back, tells me that uh, yeah. Theseus killed the Minotaur. Yeah, and then that guy gets killed too. <laughs> Or the beast. He was never referred to as a minotaur either. Yeah, just Roy kind of, always called him the just beast. Beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, Tarsum is known for you know making basically beautiful pieces of art that move, and that's what this film is basically. It's a giant piece of art, and I can actually pull up a little fact on what he's described this movie as. So Tar- Tarsum described this movie as uh, basically he it's it's basically he he has its really hardcore action film done in a Renaissance painting style. That's hmm. kind of like the what he was going for with this film. And I would definitely say he kind of achieves that. He kind of brings a certain art to very violent action sequences. And I, it look, this movie, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how good this movie looks. Like it's ridiculous. Like there's so every scene has something done to make it look like some kind of crazy, like painting. You can take any, it's one of those movies like tree of life earlier this year, where you can pretty much like freeze frame any scene and make it a wallpaper on your computer. Like, and you just be like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, Even especially there's that... uh, the mother's a uh, slip throat. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> screenshot background, <laughs> or, or or Apollo just smashing heads. I can that was awesome. That. <laughs> or Frida's ass. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that'd be my iPhone wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's that scene at the very well towards the end of. Uh, well, I, I have I have an end to that joke because it's a tap to answer when I get a phone call. Nice. I'm sorry, Gerard, please. <laughs> no, that was actually a good joke. Um, it was, you know, weren't cutting me off. But 
they're speaking of the Renaissance thing where that uh, at the end on the cliff where you actually do see the Renaissance uh, statue sculpture uh, yes, yes. that tells the story of what we just saw, basically. Those were all, you know, straight out, you know, Renaissance sculpture paintings or whatever you want to call them. It's like 3D art, this gigantic Renaissance 3D piece. Yeah, uh, agree completely. Yeah, that's where I kind of, that's why I kind of really started formulating my whole thought on the whole how it's portraying certain elements of Theseus's life and, you know, bring, bringing them to life via a reality opposed to like how these kind of the sculptors and paintings kind of portray what happened. So yeah, I thought that, I thought I thought that was that was pretty cool. And I yeah, again, the look of this movie is like if there's if for no other reason, this is just a great movie to see, just to watch, just to visualize. It's 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 worth it right there. Yeah, I agree and with I'm that sure too. And uh, I think that uh, I had, I didn't see the fall, but I saw the trailer for it after I watched this movie, and I was like, wow, there's there's really awesome things in the fall that maybe like uh, uh, this movie doesn't have, but. Um, can anyone confirm that? Or oh yeah, Abe, do yourself a favor and watch the fall. Okay. Because, yeah, you gotta watch that because it's fantastic. But also, there's the thing about the fall is opposed to this movie. That movie has no CGI imagery. Oh wow, that's that's the big thing about it. Like he he, he Tarzan made that movie with his own money and went over like over like eighteen different like countries to make that movie. And there's no computer generated imagery. There's maybe visual tricks and things in there, but opticals. Yeah, but the. Uh, that move, the, just the way he captures architecture and colors and everything, it's just absolutely a fantastic wow. looking movie. Which, uh, you know, especially for one that's not, you know, doesn't cost $100 million. It costs whatever he put into, you know, make it himself. So, I mean, obviously with investors and whatnot. But, yeah, it's uh, The Fall. That's a, that's a great movie to go okay. check out. Yeah. And, he, and he brought on board, you know, the same costume designer, uh, the Japanese lady that did Dracula. She also did The Cell, did The Fall, now Immortals. I kept hearing all this, you know, static about oh the costumes they look crap you know crappy and i'm like are you kidding me you guys obviously don't you know either haven't seen a tarson film or don't know of this lady's work mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah. you don't have, have to watch tarson the movie just watch dracula and you're like oh okay i get it yeah i thought the i thought the costume the art the production design everything all that stuff was pretty solid i really i like the the way the gods were dressed in particular yeah. i thought they looked great like they had these giant i loved i loved how godly they looked they looked like gods should look they're you know just beautiful people that are dressed in like just lavish, lavishly made costumes, just giant robes, these really cool gold and armor suits that they wear in battle. Just, I really enjoyed the look of, of the gods of Mount Olympus, even of the, you know, and the rest of the, you know, the crew as well. And Mickey Rourke and the costume he made himself, the, uh, just the flytrap helmet, you know, he's got that really cool. It almost looks like the devil. I mean, it's got a flight, looks like a Venus flytrap where his face is at with like these two horns that are sticking out. It's like the devil, and a plant. I had I had I had vagina lobster in my. Crab claw on his head. But no, it certainly it certainly looks like he got the job done. And I liked how it, it seemed to like enrapture his face at different times. Sometimes it was like wide open. Sometimes it was True. kind of like it looked like the 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 teeth on it were kind of closing in. And then other times he just had like a straight up mask all over his face with the the whole rest of the helmet. But yeah, it, there was a lot of a lot of neat a lot of neat work done with the costuming in this movie. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Among the the myriad of other things that make this movie look really good. True. Um, to get back to the 3D, just because we were talking about oh, that earlier. Oh, you guys both saw it in 3D, right? Yeah, we both saw it in 3D. I saw 3D. Uh -huh. For, uh, once again, great post-conversion. Like, not knowing that going in, the movie looks pretty, like, it's probably, I'd probably, probably say, once again, it's probably the best post-conversion that I've seen, and that, you know, speaks well for post-conversions as much as I, you know, try to avoid seeing movies that are post-converted. It just, you know, I'm... I'm 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 looking forward to what James Cameron does with Titanic, I guess, since that's coming next hmm. year. So, but um, and this is my first post conversion, so I really can't you know speak on any of the others because yeah. I've always seen them, you know, non 3D. I've, I'm unless they were shot in 3D, I've never seen them in 2D. Basically, that's how I that's how I try to do it. Sometimes I've been unlucky, but uh, the the only so, one the only one before this that I saw that I would think was a really good post-conversion was actually Green Lantern, which I didn't like the movie, but the, the post-conversion process on that was actually really well done. So. What about the Captain America one? Did you like that post-conversion? Uh, not so much. There was there were some scenes where, like, it worked better than others, but overall, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend that movie at all in 3D. Okay. But I know, um... I know, I know, like, I know for a fact that, like, Green Lantern was done... There was more time, I guess. 
put into like the Green Lantern post conversion. But again, I don't want to talk too much about Green Lantern. <laughs> but for Immortals with the 3D, there are two scenes in particular that I really thought stuck out in terms of like the 3D. The the, the Titans that like the box that they're in, okay. the way that's every time that box was shown, especially at the beginning where they just kind of zoom out from it. It's, it looked really good and it, the depth was very present. And the same is said for. Um, where the, the land that Theseus comes from, his place, there's a shot where it zooms out from the village and it backs up, like, in, from inside of, like, a giant, like, a, a bell, or, like, a like a bell that they, like, an alarm the signal. Bell, yeah. The warning bell, mm-hmm. yeah, it backs up from, like, inside of that, and that really provided a good, like, sense of depth for, for like, how the, the 3D works in this movie. And I, I, I appreciated those kind of scenes where it's not, like, being thrown in your face, but it's just kind of slowly showing you how things how things reveal themselves in an interesting way. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't actually know that it was actually in 3D. So, hmm. makes me wonder. I should probably just go see it again just because I liked it. Thank you, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're. Uh, I think we've pretty much talked about Immortals at length here. So let's uh, get to our rating. Each week we try to rate our movies based on when you should go and see it, opposed to like a number or a score. So um, we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, and just kind of forget about it. So uh, uh, Gerard, on that scale, where would you where would you put Immortals? Uh, theater. Cool. Abe? Yeah, theater. And the God scenes alone are, are awesome for you to just go see in the theaters. I would, yeah, I would say theater, yeah, simply because it's a great movie to see on the big screen with a, you know, a great sound system, and um, I, I don't tend to recommend movies in 3D, but I would lean toward, if I were to see it again, I would see it in 3D again, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm headed with that one. So, that's uh, Immortals, and we'll talk about it kind of a bit now again as we go into the box office results, Abe's favorite segment. Mm. <laughs> and um, this week, well, let's talk, let's talk about last week first. Last week, um, guests, uh, Matt Dunbar, he predicted Immortals of the Land in fourth place with eight million. Um, Scott Mendelson, uh, he predicted first, pl- or he predicted fifteen million. I don't think he actually had a, a ranking. I said third place of thirteen million. Abe, do you remember what you said? Did I say fourth with like eleven million or something? You did. Yeah. That's what you okay. said. And um, you're in luck, Abe. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Oh. It came in first place <laughs> with uh, thirty with thirty two million. <laughs> It was way, way off. We were we were all way under predicting how yeah. well Immortal, but apparently <laughs> the campaign still really, Yeah, people still really dig the the, the you know that three hundred vibe sword and sandal movie. Yeah. I mean, don't forget how even though Clash of the Titans is a terrible movie, it made a lot of money, and that's why we're getting Clash of the Titans two Clash harder next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how did Puss end up? Did you say Puss and Boots? Yeah. Did it did it carry on? Uh, Puss in Boots got third place oh, of 25. Puss. Yeah, Puss. My bad. <laughs> I made it sound uh, like a wound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of wounds, Jack and Jill got second place oh, with uh, 26 million. Gosh. I was actually, I, I'm almost relieved in America that Immortals became in first place over Jack and Jill because I was going to be really sad if I saw Jack and Jill come in first place with like $35 million. But even regardless of how much how much is too much, I think, for Jack and Jill, it, it you know, it got beaten by something. So Here's a question of... for you both: Did anyone at Why So Blue have to review Jack and Jill? Uh, no, thankfully no. No, no. <laughs> we didn't. We no one had to. No, and there's no current review for Jack and Jill on the site. <laughs> Noted. No. Um, just to go over more things, uh, Tower Heist came in fourth place of 13 million. Jay Edgar came in fifth place of 11 million. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about Jagger anytime in the future, but I can say that I saw it and thought it was yeah, all right. It's not great, but uh, yeah, Leo is very good at it. I call him Leo because we're buddies. Um, <laughs> we we poke we poke each other. You don't Facebook. call him D. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call I call Leo D. <laughs> it's it's a it's a joke about his uh, his uh, elbows, but um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Harold and Kumar's sixth place dropped pretty hard. Pretty hard. Uh, $5.9 million. And who who else cares? Um, anyway, that's the box office for this week. And, uh, yeah, good job, Abe. Yeah. That's yeah. all I. Thanks. <laughs> I guess I make Scott, make Scott, our, Scott our technical winner, I guess, yeah, actually. He, he gets first place, right? Well, yeah, I guess so he gets we'll, the highest. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get that prize out to him very, very soon. Yeah. That prize that we give to people. 
Um, let's, uh, let's go into our retro review where we discuss a couple films that some way relate to the main feature of the week. And um, let's start, Gerard, I'll start again with you. Were there any, any movies you thought of while watching Immortals or after the fact? Uh, probably just 300. Mm-hmm. Only because almost the same color palette. So it's kind of like, you know, six degrees of separation of, you know, same color palette. Yeah, yeah. Abe? Um, strangely, only only during the Minotaur scene, I thought of Your Highness. <laughs> <laughs> you thought of Your Highness? Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> okay, here's a question, Abe. Which which movie did the Minotaur scene better? <laughs> Why do you have to prompt that? Because I have to go with Your Highness. <laughs> It does I would agree? <laughs> it takes a very unique spin on the old Minotaur scene. He's just a lonely, lonely guy who needs some, you know, affection. <laughs> or he's a yeah. lonely, lonely creature, I guess, that needs some affection. Um, I would say, even if you don't see Your Highness, I would imagine since it's on DVD and Blu ray now, you could probably find that scene on YouTube of the Minotaur scene in Your Highness. <laughs> I haven't seen Your Highness. If I, if I can find that. If I find that, I'll put it on the show notes. Please be careful. There might be some things. Zero discretion yeah. advised for the Minotaurs seeing your highness. <laughs> um, That's why I'm being real quiet. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen your highness, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. Totally okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just the just the <laughs> just the Minotaur seeing your highness. But um, yeah, obviously like yeah, 300 and and uh, those other sword and sandals stuff. Um, so nothing that really goes off the beaten path, I guess. Yeah, I'll say. Um, well, I, I mentioned Troy earlier mainly because Troy treat Troy. I didn't. I, I'm not a big fan of Troy. I think it has some good moments, but I like the Achilles versus Hector fight was pretty badass. But the, the rest of the movie is kind of it's kind of long without being interesting to me. But uh, it did. It does. Ta- it has a take on you know that old the Iliad story without, but it treats it like real. It treats it like an actual kind of war movie, and so that that kind of made me think. Of, I kind of thought of Troy when I was watching immortals um and yeah 300 actually I, i'm because of my dedication to this podcast and because <laughs> why not I, I decided to watch 300 last night and um that movie's awesome i love three i love 300 more than immortals i really i really like 300 quite a bit and i think it's a lot of, has to do with the rabble rousing that happens in that movie you're kind of i kind of on board every time gerard butler screams something like <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> persians are coming out we gotta say with sparta come on let's yeah. do this <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, it is, saying. You know what? It is sunny outside. I would like to fight in the shade. It'd be a nice change of pace. <laughs> nice change of venue. <laughs> uh, which also starred Michael Fassbender, by the way. So he's the he's, yeah. yeah he's he's the one that says we'll fight in the shade. And you know, as as I've proven frequently on this podcast, I, I I'm perfectly happy with seeing more Michael Fassbender in movies. So <laughs> exactly, that was the that propelled him. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, 300, I just, I love that movie. That movie is pretty, uh, you know what, w- weird side note, late last night, I was watching, I was just like surfing through channels while I was going to sleep, and uh, Watchmen was on TV. Oh. And not just Watchmen, but like, uh, and I say this because Zack Snyder did Watchmen in 300, and uh, not just Watchmen, but it was like the full complete cut, which, on TNT, which means like both, like the movie with like the uh, the animated sequences from Tales of the Black Raider, like oh, wow. the, which you don't like you could you can basically only see that on the very limited blu-ray set that came out like in very small quantities so i was surprised that they're playing the the full entire version of watchmen on tnt of all channels Late night? So, yeah it was like 3 a.m so you had like, like blue penis in your face too oh yeah it was oh, all man. over my face <laughs> all the, I, I, I had the leo d all over my face it was uh <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i was like wow that's like it's like a five-hour cut of a movie that's playing on TNT right now. That's very interesting to me. They know drama. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> yeah, 300 is pretty badass. That's my conclusion of that story. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to bring us into um, Abe's other favorite time of the show. Abe, do you know what that time it's is? It's probably the only time that I actually really enjoy this show. <laughs> no. Wow. It's, I was just kidding. It's game time. What happened at the end there? <laughs> that was really loud this week. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I my, my passion fills my instruments. That seems weirdly. I'm gonna not say that again. Um, anyway, hmm. let's uh, let's move on to game time now. And um, <laughs> Abe, what's our first game? Our first game is a cast this with oh yeah 
instead of uh, cast this is a is a game that we uh, we've made up early in the show where we take a, a topic like such as a game or maybe like an old what have you and cast it with the uh, modern day stuff and this one's kind of cool i like this one um so this one goes to gerard and aaron you guys can work collaborative collaborate collabor you guys can work together <laughs> <laughs> You guys can collaborate. Collaboratively. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and uh, Leave all of that issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> uh, you guys can work together in this one. It is a remake, oh, I guess, a modern-day telling of the PBS show Ghost Rider. And who Ghost would you... Writer? Yeah. Like, W-R-I-T-E-R. Yeah, so there was the old PBS show called Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. And who would you guys cast in that show today? Keep in mind, you have to cast an Asian girl, uh, an African-American man, I think two Latinos, because they both own a grocery store. And... Of course they do. <laughs> you're really you're really reaching back on this one, Ghost Rider. I'm, like, I'm sure all the listeners are like, oh yeah, Ghost Rider from PBS, that show. <laughs> who would we cast in the modern-day remake of Ghost Rider? <laughs> yeah. So uh, okay. have at it. <laughs> and, I'm gonna put a and they have, have like one it. giant premise for the film. So you have to come up with a giant premise. Okay, well, I have a picture of the cast here, which I'll also put in the show notes. I really need to write these things down <laughs> before I put show notes. <laughs> Minotaur. <laughs> Ghost writer. Um, okay, well, obviously Danny Trejo is going to star <laughs> in one of those. Would he be, the, would he be the, the, the owner of the grocery store? He'd be like the child's parents? Uh, he'll he'll be the guy that uh, you know, yeah, sure, why not? No, he'll be he'll be the ghost actually. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> hey guys. Okay, so I'm... just to be clear, the Ghost Rider was a series that revolves around the, a a close knit circle of friends from Brooklyn who solve neighborhood crimes and mysteries as a team of young detectives with the help of an invisible ghost. So Danny Trejo would be that ghost in Brooklyn. In yeah. Brooklyn, yes. Seriously, <laughs> uh, it had the ghosts with the most are in Brooklyn, I believe. Um. Who else would star in Ghost Rider? Uh, let's see. Let's just put Nick Cannon in there. Why not? <laughs> uh, Nick Cannon and um, what? Drake would have to be in this movie. Drake, Drake. Okay, Drake and Nick Cannon, and uh, let's put Frida Pinto in there just because she's on my mind now. Hmm. And um, you know the beef because. Oh man, that's a lot of that's uh, a lot of off-screen drama right there. Yep. Okay, so we got Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> Nick, Nick Cannon, Drake, Frida Pinto. Um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna also say Jamie Kennedy, just for no reason. <laughs> wait, wait. What kind of Jamie Kennedy? Like a little bit more straight, or a little bit more like crazy off the walls? Like what Mel is most uh, wanted? Scream two, Jamie Kennedy. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and uh, we need another. Need another girl. Um, who do I, who do I have in there? Frida Pinto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frida Pinto. I'm just gonna. Well, speaking of questionable nude scenes, I'm gonna say Moon Blood Good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put her in there too. <laughs> Nice choice. That's my that's my Terminator reference for the day. Cool. This is a pretty interesting cast. That, so what's the premise? The premise? Um, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> the borough the, uh, Brooklyn. Bro- the, Bro- the Brooklyn Bridge has been closed down due to mysterious, um, I don't know, reasons. And so the, the Ghost Rider team has been pulled out of retirement to in- investigate. And uh, yeah. That they find out things about Danny Trejo's past that they wouldn't have wanted to. Oh, no. Before. He's a knife-throwing bandit. Yeah. Um, it will be directed... Who's going to direct the Ghost Arson. Rider movie? Tarson. Tarson? <laughs> Beautiful shots of Brooklyn. <laughs> I think this is a go. I think this is... Uh, might not have Drake. His, his schedule's pretty busy. Special guest appearance by Lil Wayne. Yeah, Drake will score it, too, so... <laughs> uh, okay. All right. That's, that's, enough, that's enough of that, I think. Um, <laughs> Let's move. Let's do. Let's do some movie taglines. How about that? Sure. I'm gonna. Do, I'll do the. Movie, yeah. I'll host the movie tagline game this week. And now this is this is actually competitive, Gerard. So get ready. I'm gonna look up some movie taglines from movies, and you and Abe are gonna have to try and figure out which one, which movie up, which movie up the tagline is that I'm referring to. Best of three will win this. So I'll say this. These are all movies from the 2000s. Okay. Okay. Here's the first one. Death doesn't take no for an answer. Final destination. That, okay, so that's right. That was pretty easy. <laughs> I, I, threw, I threw you an easy one. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, this isn't one, but I just thought this is a really funny tagline, so I'm just going to read it. <laughs> Expect the impossible again. It's Mission, it's Mission Impossible 2. That, was, that just made me laugh. I, like, I was like, isn't that pretty <laughs> obvious? <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's funny. Okay, here's, here's another one. What's eating you? I don't know, some blob remake? Movie from the 2000s that you've heard of, not, oh, was it this? What's eating you? That sounds like some cheesy horror movie. Well, you're on the right track, then. <laughs> I'll say it's from the early 2000s. I've got nothing. I'll say it stars a certain computer spoke. John Hydeman? <laughs> <laughs> you're on the right track. A computer spoke? What's eating you? I, I want to get this so badly, but at the same time, I have no idea. I feel like I know you're... I feel like I know Go ahead. I feel like Gerard would get this. I, I think I think you know this movie. I know I, who you're talking about, but I don't know the film. I mean, who's he talking about? Maybe I. Yeah, I'll say I I'll see. Well, no, I don't want you to steal. Oh. You can't. Uh, let's see. I'll say it had a sequel. Early two thousands. I'll say to to make another hint that might give it away. The cast of the Lonely Island do a certain kind of dance. Jeepers Creepers. There you go. Oh, you got it. Wow. Wait a minute. That's, it was What's Eating You? Yes. Jeepers Creepers? Really? I knew it was Justin Long, but I was like, I don't know the movie. <laughs> I don't know the movie. Justin. So it was the Mac guy. It wasn't the PC guy. <laughs> I said a certain computer. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> okay. Well, there's okay. Abe, you've got two. There. All right. Maybe I'll go for the sweep. Gerard, you should stop me. Because every, every <laughs> time that Aaron or I win, it sounds like we're like just basically making ourselves win. <laughs> Okay, here's here's another one. They took everything he had except his rage. <laughs> it sounds like some rock movie, <laughs> or like some some eighty Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> You're very on the nose about what kind of movie this is. Is it? Just think. Is it's it early two thousands again. I'll say that. Is it? The, and it reminds me of the. Oh, go ahead. Pablo Francisco saying it. <laughs> Pablo Francisco. Uh, he knew too much, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little tortilla boy. <laughs> I want to say it's that one movie with Vin Diesel. Um, oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. What is that one? Say that again, Aaron. They took away they his took, rage? They took everything he had, except his rage. What was that movie with Vin Diesel? Uh, where, like, oh. they kill his wife, and he's like, he goes and... Man Apart? Man Apart, yeah, is that what? It is? Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not a Man Apart. Oh, okay, who directed Man Apart? That sounds. Right. Oh, is that a is that Fuqua or was it F. Was F. Gary Gray? F. Gary Gray, yeah. I get those two confused. They're both, they're kind of the same. <laughs> I can say this movie got delayed for a certain reason. Oof! Oh, is this the Punisher? With the uh... never mind. With Tom Jane. Yeah, Tom. Just a side note: based on Tom Jane's performance on Hung, no one's ever going to call him Leo D. <laughs> I'll say it starred a certain um all of that gives it away. Um Oh I know. Uh, uh Collateral Damage. Yeah, yeah, there it oh. is. Ding ding. That's, uh, Arnold's last film, I Ar think. Yeah, Arnold's last Arnold's last kind of big movie, oh, I guess. Nice. Okay, Gerard's it's got two one. one. You're yeah. On, you're on the board. <laughs> Okay, this isn't one. I'm just gonna read it. On May six, see Paris die. That was House of Wax because Paris Hilton. Was <laughs> that was the tag, that was the actual tagline that he used. <laughs> okay, I'm one of the few people that actually like that movie. I think it, there's a lot of good production. That's a cool concept of, of a. Of a it has a, it, like especially. I think the end of that movie is really cool because it's called The House of Wax and something inevitable happens that I really enjoyed. <laughs> okay, here's one. You scream, you die. Uh, movie remake of R.L. Stein's The Beast. <laughs> That's not I like it. how it's a remake, as if they made The Beast the first time from R.L. Stein. They're like, you know what? We can do this again. <laughs> this R.L. This Stein movie wasn't up to snuff the first time around. You know what's cool is that you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you scream, you, you die. You scream, you die. Mm. Mm. I would also... I would say it's it's from a Saw? One of the Saw movies? You're getting there. But which Saw? Well, I didn't say it was a Saw movie. Oh. I said you're getting there. Dead Silence. There you go. Oh. 
Oh. It, it is directed by the guy from the Saw. Yeah. That is a so, clever title. All right. I think that we're tied, like, or... Yeah, you're tied. Do you like that movie, Gerard? Yeah. You, don't you have, like, the HD DVD or something like that? I have the HD DVD of that. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, it was. It's neat. It's a neat horror movie. Okay, here we go. This one might be easy, it might not. Depends on how well your knowledge of this movie is. I just saw the poster for Dead Silence. That <laughs> is scary. Yeah, dummies. <laughs> yeah. The was dummies are creepy. I am. Okay, here, here's, here we go. He was dead, but he got better. <laughs> Oh, I thought you'd know it right off the bat. I, it I sounds that super familiar. Line. He was dead, but he... Who died but got better? Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually... That's, in a way, that's very close to what the answer is. You just have to think really over the top. Why does this movie exist? <laughs> something at the end of the last one. He was dead, but he got better. Oh, <laughs> Crank? Crank high voltage. There yeah, you go, yeah. Gerard. Got it. <laughs> you didn't see it, Dave. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh, I was going to say Crank 2. <laughs> that makes Gerard our winner this week. Yeah. Winner, winner. Chicken. Chicken dinner. Yeah. Why got to be chicken? <laughs> because they have, good, they have good chickens in Mexico, right, Gerard? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's, uh, let's move on to what we're going to talk about next week, although this discussion might be a little short-lived. Um, we don't know what we're going to talk about we're next week. We're not sure. Ideas, yeah. But um, there have been a lot of a lot of, a lot of smaller movies. Basically, we don't want to talk about Happy Feet 2 or Twilight. That's kind of where we're coming at with there. But there have been a lot of smaller movies that have come out very fairly recently, and that includes a movie like uh, The Skin I Live In, which I know a number of us have seen at this point, which is quite good with Antonio Banderas. There's also movies uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene, uh, take shelter and a couple, uh, some others in there. So uh, we're kind of, we're kind of speculating what we're going to do right now. We'll figure it out. Uh, we don't have a set schedule, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, for now, just for the hell of it, let's try to predict the box office for Twilight next week. Just because, oh. you know, why not? It's fun. I like doing the box office. It's going to be hard. It might be hard. But jillion dollars. I'll read some numbers here. The first Twilight opened to $69 million. Holy crap. The second Twilight opened to $142 million. Wow. The third Twilight opened to, well, it's kind of weird to read. I think it was because it was like a weird weekend when it came out. Um, it opened to 64. It was like, yeah, it was like July 4th weekend. So it opened to like $64 million on the three days. But I think it was like much more when all was said and done in the first five days or whatever. So here we, we got... We have um, the new one, Break, Breaking Dawn, part one. Yeah. And that's opening on a regular Sunday, not a holiday weekend. What insane amount of money do you think it's going to open to, Gerard? Uh, we'll say first place. I think that's a that's a clear bet, right? This thing opens next week, right? It opens next week, yeah. Jeez. I'll go for about one conservative amount. How about 165? Jeez. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, almost, that, that doesn't even seem like an exaggeration. It seems like it could actually be feasible. Yeah. Um, Abe, what, what was the what was the previous one? What, what did that make? Opening week. It made it opened sixty four, but that's just on three days. And it was July fourth weekend, so I don't really have an accurate number yeah. for that. But new new moon opened to one hundred and forty two million. Holy cow! Um, Not joking around. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's just like holy crap. One one sixty four. You said. He said one sixty five. One sixty five. Wow. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 130. That's what I'm gonna go with. I guess I go in the middle. I'll say 140. 140. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see next week. Well, it's gonna open like 30 million. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're like, oh, yeah, uh, we, we all clearly love Twilight more than everybody else. <laughs> we all we all gave up. Yeah. It's it's weird that you have to compete between Twilight and Dark Knight for which movies have the biggest opening weekends now. All right. Yeah. So 140 first place. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. And we'll also see what we <laughs> end up doing next week for our show. Yeah, it'll be yeah, a surprise for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so speaking of low-key endings, let's, that's going to do it this week for Out Now, Fair, and Abe. Um, you, can, you can find my, more of my work in my personal blog, thecodazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as whysoblue.com for bluer reviews and other, other stuff from other people, such as Gerard. Where can people find more of your work? Uh, they can hit up uh, whysoblue.com. Great. And uh, Abe? People can find more of my work at walrusmoose.blogspot.com. Two animals, walrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. 
You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash PS 3 Gerard, I think you have a Twitter too, right? At G, my last name, I-R-I-B-E. Great. Or at Blue. Awesome. And uh, yeah, make sure you can always check out all our other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes at hhwlod.com where you can find our shows our show there as well as the other shows from hhwlod which includes the uh, Legion of Dudes, the Walking Dead TV podcast and other shows that are a lot of fun deal with, you know, comics and movies and games and stuff. You can also find us at outnow.podomatic.com where you can find uh, most of the newest episodes as well as uh, some of the some exclusives, a few a few fun little things there. You can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. Feel free to like our page, because we tend to update it, and there's always, you know, little fun things that pop up in there here and now and then. And, uh, yeah, until next week when we discuss whatever the hell it is that we decide to discuss, uh, that's going to do it this week. So thanks thanks so much, Gerard, for coming on, too. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>